So welcome everyone to episode eight of our talk room series of podcasts, Being Your Best Self. And for those people that haven't seen our previous podcasts, I'd like to introduce my co-presenter, Wendy. Um, Wendy's a, a highly experienced CBT psychotherapist and has worked in the field of mental health for well over 30 years now. So a really warm welcome to you, Wendy. Thank you very much, Ian, for that introduction. Um, and just to introduce you. So you are, Ian, are an accredited counsellor with the British Association of Counsellors and Psychotherapists. And you're also the founder of Hope Therapy and Counselling Services, which is a counselling practice that operates throughout the south of England. Thank you, Wendy. So these podcasts look at the question of how to be your best self. We we do that by looking at the question of mental health and well-being, but we also try to make it relevant to the times that we live in as well. So due to the difficult circumstances we're living in, uh, today we're going to discuss the really important subject of, of trauma, and in particular, the therapy uh, that's an effective uh, form of therapy that deals with this particular issue of trauma. So um, maybe we can start by uh, asking you just to explain a, a little bit about um, uh, your understanding of trauma uh, and what it is, Wendy. Yeah, thank you, Ian. Yes, certainly. I'm happy to do that. So I like to think of trauma as a distressing event that leaves the person with a memory of that event. So the memory could be simply an image of what happened, but usually it does include a range of difficult symptoms that accompany that memory. Um, the intensity and the severity of these symptoms do vary from one difficult event through to someone who may have um, a diagnosis such as um, PTSD. Um, and you can also have something called complex PTSD. So I see trauma as a continuum from one single upsetting event all the way through to a combination of several distressing events happening um, over a period of time. Yeah, yeah. And and certainly we, we at Hope um, see people having a range of, of symptoms um, from, from traumas that they may have experienced. Um, but I wonder if you can just say a little bit more about that that term PTSD and what and what that means, Wendy? Yes, certainly, Ian. So um, PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. And this is actually a formal diagnosis. Um, often you would get the diagnosis from psychiatrists or other professionals, such as clinical psychologists. Um, and the diagnosis says that the person suffers from a range of symptoms um, if you have PTSD, the diagnosis needs to include either a threat to their life or severe injury or witnessing either. Mm -hmm. Classic symptoms of PTSD also include things like flashbacks and nightmares, which can be terrible because it can obviously really affect people's sleep. And then that in itself can have an impact on their daily living. And complex PTSD 
means that you would normally have several distressing events in your life, which tend obviously to make the symptoms more severe. Yeah, and um, as a therapist, uh, I've noticed that those symptoms, obviously hugely distressing, really, really unpleasant. Um, you said trauma is on a on a continuum. Um, so I wonder if you can just say uh, a little bit more, maybe give a couple of examples of people um, who may have less severe symptoms than, than what you just described. Absolutely, Ian. And in my experience, um, people might not meet the criteria of a, having a diagnosis of PTSD, but may still have very distressing memories of unpleasant experiences. So they may also have distressing symptoms such as nightmares, but they don't necessarily fit the criteria of PTSD. So the, the point you're making is that you can still have a, num a number of symptoms, um, but not necessarily be on that place on the spectrum where you would get a formal diagnosis for PTSD. Um, so what, what impact does that have on people? Very good question, Ian. Um, so I think there's a number of problems here. So one example of a problem is there's confusion with their symptoms. Mm -hmm. So people may have a number of trauma symptoms, such as the nightmares or flashbacks, but because they don't have a diagnosis, they don't have a full explanation or understanding of what these symptoms are. So they're confused about what's wrong with them. Uh, to add to the problem, people often with um, trauma can have secondary symptoms such as anxiety or depression. That's really very, very common. Mm. So they may be diagnosed with having anxiety and or depression, but often the underlying trauma may not have been recognized. Mm. So in addition, the person may not mention situations as they did not think that these distressing situations were particularly significant. Uh, the second problem is there's very many different types of trauma. So a trauma could be, say, for example, being in an abusive relationship, but the person themselves may not even have labeled that as a traumatic event. They might just see that as just normal life and not even mentioned it to, to a therapist or to another professional. Yeah. So there's confusion there. Mm. And it, it feels like a really complex subject. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering what impact that has on people. Mm. Yes, and this is where I think the therapy can really help. So how therapy can help is through education of their symptoms and by the therapist asking them questions about their past and how they felt about certain events can help the individual to bring more clarity and understanding for that person. So simply by having an explanation of what the problem is can simply help the person to feel less confused and therefore they have a clear idea of what to do about it and then how they can get better. So by having an initial appointment and going through, through your problems and discussing your symptoms, that initial appointment in itself sounds as though it can be therapeutic. Yes, and in my experience as a therapist, simply the understanding of your symptoms can really help. Um, 
classic examples of problems with trauma is that people often describe themselves as losing their old self mm. very much so feeling more vulnerable after experiencing a traumatic event and another thing that can happen is that your views of the world can change so after a traumatic event people often feel they don't feel safe going out anymore or if the trauma involved other people they often feel they can't trust others and so again there's much more complex problems that need to be addressed so it it, it sounds as though just having clarity helps people to have an understanding of their of their symptoms um so i wonder can you just tell us a little more about how you would actually go about helping people that are presenting with 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 trauma mm, yes certainly in so the therapy i would like to talk about today is called emdr mm. which stands for eye movement desensitization reprocessing rather a long name i think it is a therapy which is recommended by the nhs by nice guidelines and it has a lot of evidence to support its effectiveness particularly when coming to trauma. It sounds really interesting. So I wonder if you can just tell us a little bit more about, about what it is and how it works. Yes, so um, not only is there evidence to say that it helps with trauma, it also helps other symptoms such as anxiety and depression. So the way it works, it's a structured approach um, to help people to safely process traumatic memories or experiences in order to reduce their trauma symptoms. So it can be a really powerful tool to help people to overcome the distress that they're experiencing. Um, there has been a lot of research into its effectiveness. Um, research suggests that EMDR is just as effective as other therapies um, that help with trauma, such as cognitive behavior therapy, and also there's research to say that it helps improving the overall mental health of the person and can really help to increase their quality of life. Thank you for that. And and um, so what would you expect to happen um, if you if you actually go for an EMDR therapy session? OK. Yeah, so the therapy. Um, usually begins with an assessment of the person's history and current problems and then to agree the best treatment plan um, then the way i do it there's a testing of the techniques is comfortable with the process knows what to expect and feels supported throughout and that's really important that people have got a good understanding of what emdr is mm. so i would normally start also um the the therapeutic process of uh, processing the events is start with positive experiencing, for example, visualizing a calm, relaxing place. And the idea is designed to help people feel more relaxed. I also ensure that people, um, when they're processing any kind of difficult traumas, they can stop whenever they like, and also that we can communicate through what, for what we're going through as well. So people often confuse EMDR with hypnotherapy. And um, I just want to make the distinction, it's definitely not hypnotherapy. You're not in under trance, you know, fully know what you're going on and you're very much aware of what's happening and actually 
have control over the process. Mm. And you really stress that point. And, and why is that so important for, for clients, Wendy? Yeah, well, in my experience, um, the trauma symptoms are very distressing and people often feel really out of control. So helping people to feel grounded and supported is to me fundamental to help people to feel better. And then also, if their first experience of EMDR is relaxing and reinforcing positive sensation, then this is a really good start to therapy. So the person goes away actually feeling better from that first processing session, and it actually helps them to feel more reassured and also more in control of their symptoms. Mm, yeah, and that that makes complete sense, doesn't it? So, um, so what's the next step after after that? Tell us what comes next, Wendy. Okay, so after the initial assessment and then ensuring that the EMDR is a suitable therapy for that person, we then can decide and plan what specific memories to work on. And when the person feels ready, then we can start to agree on processing one particular memory. Mm. And EMDR can work with a range of symptoms from, for example, distressing images, unpleasant sounds, um, smells, distressing bodily sensations and beliefs. So what normally happens is you take something very specific, say, for example, processing a distressing image, and you continue to process that image. So it's either no longer there, or the individual doesn't feel distressed when they see the image. Mm. And I mean, that sounds like a, a really powerful response. Yes, EMDR can be very powerful. Um, it can be so effective that the distressing symptoms can either completely go or the person no longer feels distress associated with the memory. And also, once the actual distressing memory has been processed, often more positive images or beliefs can emerge, which can help the individual get a completely different or positive perspective on that situation. It sounds um, it it sounds amazing. Um, it almost sounds too good to be true, and I'm just wondering if there's a if there's a downside to uh, to this approach. Yes, very good question, Ian. Very good question. So, I mean, one difficulty is that the person does have to focus on the distressing event in mm. order to process it. Mm. But I think what can help is to remind the person that you are working on a memory and actually in the therapeutic room and the process that person is safe right now. Um, and also I think what helps is that you need to be open to the experience. Um, you need to kind of almost relax and trust the experience um, and see that EMDR is a natural way that we process things. And if that happens and then you will experiencing healing and if you relax into it, you're more likely to get positive results. Mm. It sounds it sounds really interesting and and sounds really intriguing is as well. So it feels as though there's more questions to ask, and I wonder if anyone did want to to find out more about EMDR. Um, what would they do next? Um, yes, they can certainly go to my website, which is called wendyc.team for more details. 
and um, if you want to have a discussion with me you can contact me via my website just have an informal chat to see if you'll, you think you'll be willing to consider the therapy that's absolutely fine um, and it, again just to emphasize it's not just trauma it can really help with things like anxiety and depression as well and what about you Ian would you like to give out your details how people can access you yeah so here at Hope we have people within the team as well who um, who offer EMDR uh, and also work with trauma um, so people are very very welcome to get in touch the website is www.hopefulminds.co.uk um, and just head over to the private private client tab uh, and we have a lot more information there about trauma um, and EMDR as well uh, and like you Wendy people are welcome to just book in for a free chat absolutely no obligation but we can just go through um, go through things in a little bit more more detail with them um, so we'll be back next month with our our next podcast but in the meantime Wendy thank you um, very very much for uh, being here today uh, and thank you to everybody else for listening thank you <laughs>